Willow. This is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. I talk about all things related to sex on my podcast sexuality, erotica, sex toy reviews, tips, interviews with erotica authors, and sexuality experts. Anything and everything to do with sex. So if you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now. This is not for you. This is an 18 and over podcast, adults only. So please follow the rules. Okay, here is a piece of writing from Iso Ellen on her website, Iso Ellen Writes. And it's a funny one. It's a spoof or a satire of bad erotica. Okay, you can find this on her website, isoellen.com blog, laughter is good, or something like that. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Not safe for work warning and cringe warning. Mistaken identity. Because Kitten was a very good girl, She knew to check her phone regularly through the day for messages from her mister. He often had tasks for her. Some chores were mundane, like what to make for dinner. Some more sexy and complicated, like what to wear or not wear. Or just how he wanted her to be ready for him when he walked in the door. There was no message at noon, and none at one. But at two, she saw his name. Take the cucumber from the refrigerator and play with it before I arrive. Use it in all your holes, your gob, your coochie-coo, your little puckered flower. Drench it with your spit. Lube only if needed. Have it seated deep and be ready on your back, legs wide. I want to see you first thing when I walk in through the door. Ever obedient and sweet, Kitten did as she was told. She went to the fridge wearing a frown of concern. She saw no cucumbers, only a pair of giant pickles. Was that what Sir meant? Would that work? Wouldn't it be squished and squeezed to nothing? She wondered if just one would do, or if a task like this would take more than two. She didn't see in its clean, clear case the special glass cucumber dildo chilling on the shelf, a gift bought just for her. Kitten was new at this playful game, But Mr. Master was the pro. She took him at his every word, asking few questions, delighting in his manly control. She grabbed two towels, then paused and thought and grabbed three, spreading them on the floor near the front door. She arranged a makeshift pad as best she could think, added a pillow to the pile as a cushion for her head. The idea of performing for her lover filled her with joy and pleasure. D 
derobing from her clothing, she could feel a buzz of anticipation building, nibbles tightening like long eraser pencil ends, puckering up in hope of finger-pulling. Her own creamy, luscious, full breasts, swelling in anticipation of agony, of being on display. Her belly taut and trembling, her nerve endings began a low song in hopeful melody. It would be hours before her master was home, hours of her swelling, gleaming, ripening. She lay down on the floor, setting jar and lube to the side. Her over-eager kitten fingers danced over the velvet of her naked skin, and she giggled, (laughs) soaking in the idea of this forbidden food sin. The pickle she plucked from the glass mouth felt fat in her hand, nubby, cock-shaped, dripping vinegar and fine-chopped garlic. It was so, so cold, made her shiver. She hummed as the pickle juice dripping slipped bright greenish gold over her pale, naked skin, teasing her nipple tips to diamond hardness, basking in the thick green glory pole. Her thighs started to quake in expectation. All her holes, her sir said, so her mouth would be the first. This giant soured cucumber was thicker, but shorter than her master, sir. She moaned in reverent musing as she rubbed the broad end over her cheeks and lips and teased the top with tongue. Kitten lay back, relaxed, and sucked the delicious, perfect pickle, just the way she would suck her Mr. Master Beefy Man's dick. Her mouth a ring, her tongue dancing, she let the club-sized chub slide to the back of her throat, sucking the imitation love muscle as her favorite kind of treat. One hand held the pickle, while her other hand stray to her own dampening feminine landing flaps. She lost herself in memories, in taste, in smells, trusting the floppy, sloppy vegetable back and forth in her mouth while edging her squish mitten with gentle, pressured fingertips. Kitten found herself quickly to the precipice of the ultimate stimulation, where she was forbidden to trespass without master's permission. She pulled her hand away, arching, plush butt cheeks clenching, accidentally biting down hard on the pickled truncheon lodged firmly in her kisser. Eyes wide, Kitten realized she'd bitten through the imaginary maple of her mister. As she continued to chew, she blanched white inside to know that this would be found disobedient. Teeth on Master's pecker was an unsanctioned crime of punishable passion. Kitten masticated the evidence as quickly as she could manage. What if he had thought to count each pickle in the jar? What if he knew exactly how many this task would take. Why a pickle, soft but firm, to shove into every hole? Did he really think a single preserved vinegar cucumber would last the test she'd been set? Why not that nice, cute, glass, knobby thing? 
they'd looked at last week in the online store. But it was not Kitten's job to question, and whining was never permitted. She was to execute the test as best she could, and be ready spread-legged and eager for, when Sir set the key to his front door. Every hole meant choosing a new pickled poker for the task. She still had her pussy and her ass, but she doubted even more now just how far one jarred green torpedo could last. Her sir often praised the tightness of her cock sleeve, the sweetness of her back door greetings, and his delight at her deep inner squeezing. Carefully, she chose size, shape, and durability, looking for a surrogate rudder that would survive being shoved past her precious rosy pucker. In preparation, she did choose lube, hoping that was smarter. Up on all fours, back and pointed at the door, just in case Sir arrived home early, she gooed her fingers and shiny folk hum. Kitten shoved her own two digits inside as far as she could, past her roached and pleated rectum entrance, again and again until well-coated, until personal lubricant oozed, and the entrance to her bunghole felt well-stretched, ready for pickled penetration. Returning to her back, head resting on her pillow, Kitten used the garden schlong. For self-service at her feminine entrance, she quivered at the cold, but her hot, steamy body quickly warmed it. Gently, she rubbed the wet, chilly, masculine-shaped protuberance against all the seams of her needy lady beaver. Despite the unfortunate incident with her teeth, her nethers were sensitized and leaky, aching for more pressure and deeper penetration. One hand held the pickle. One hand found her breast. As she did, as she was told, teasing herself again in the direction of that most prohibited peak. Kitten circled her hill of Eden, manipulated the nerve bundle center with the purchased vegetable in her right hand, while her left pulled and tugged the rounded pink cherry of her tit. Desire bubbled and built until she was just to the perilous point of plunging over into gasping glory, before lowering the pretend tallywhacker to the gaping, begging beginning of her snatch. The tool was wet, but she was wetter always ready to come for master. Moaning and groaning, plucking nipple and thrusting pickle, she tormented her crying cooter. Before deciding, she felt ready to breach the deeper pink of her arsehole and discover if the chosen pickle could penetrate her long, pinching peach. Her need had grown so needy. Kitten wanted something firm and hard and certain. She wanted push deep, a little pain to make her whimper, while her attentive fingers would keep her circling the highest summit of that almost not-quite-erotic spike, rimming the ruffled ridges of her darkest, dirtiest secret place, she forced herself to pant, relax, and just push back as she pushed the precocious pickle in. It's a great effort not to strangle the Mr. Master's greeny monster, effort that slicked Kitten's body from head to toe and wrecked her makeup with feminine sweat. Tears came to her eyes as vinegar, garlic, and dill mixed with the organic slip and slide until at last the wide, round edge of the preserved gourd sank into her pre-moistened dark back passage portal. 
Oh, don't clench, she warned herself, her body wanting to do just that. She couldn't. She wouldn't, for she was sure if she did, she'd squish that giant pickle from firm and fine right down to smish-smashed splooge and have it oozing from her ass like too much condiment from a bun. Just then, the door unlatched, pushed in with her work-suited sir standing in its frame. His smile of greeting faded quickly to baffled as he smelled woman, dill, and distinct vinegar in the air. Kitten, he said. And that was all it took. Her body caught on that never-ending verge of pleasing him. His name for her completely did her in. With a gasp and a shudder and helpless surrender, her muscles seized, her back end squeezed, and she came hard, jerking all over like a landed fish with a side of relish, but without the dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh. That was so wonderful. What a fun, silly, wonderful spoof. Oh, that's so hilarious. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this with us. And I just really enjoyed reading it. Thank you so much. I am so excited everyone is here. That is amazing amazing author interview today, and I am so excited. Her name is Iso Ellen, and she also runs a podcast, so we'll get to that later. But what I want to talk about is how amazing her work is. Iso Ellen is just your average aging childcare worker who drinks too much coffee. Her first romance story was written in 1977 at eight years old after seeing the movie Star Wars. She knew, even then, that a rogue on the wrong side of the law was a better mate than the boy on the hero's journey. The world she creates are violent and sensual, but her characters always find beauty in the decay and romance with intimacy. True love and happily ever afters are guaranteed. She lives in the Northwest and can be found looking for the piece of paper she wrote her last Facebook password on. Oh, those passwords are killer, aren't they? I have like, I have like five pages of passwords and then I have things written in all over it too. And I, I totally need to update it. I mean, it's starting to look like one of those Egyptian documents. It's so like worn out and it's like fraying on edges. This is the world we live in, right? This password yes. world that just is absolutely Everything insane. Has a password. Every little thing. Oh, know, you want right? to, you want to come in, make a new password. Oh, I you know, wanna... right? Make you want to order then... something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make a new password. And so you do the little, okay, I'm going to have my browser remember the password. And then you clear your cookies and it forgets it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, life is over. Exactly. Do I have to make a new one? And the one... The worst is when you have to make a password and you can't see it. So they, yes, they wait, just the that. dots yes. and then you have to match it. And you're yes. like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> can't they just show it to us? I mean, just show it to us because I know, right? <laughs> I'm the one typing it. Why can't I see it? I know. And that <laughs> just drives me crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> maddening. Yes. It's not, no wonder people, you know, I'm like, why people... Yeah, just feel like they're not technological when you can't get past the first hurdle of anything is by 
creating a new password. Oh, I know. Right. And it makes you feel like you're kind of insane when when you're dealing with all these passwords. And then you're like you said, you're trying to put it in and then it's not working, but you can't see it. So... Then you make a new one. Then you make a new one. Then you've got, oh, you've already tried five times. Sorry, we've lost your account. (laughs) You're like pulling your hair out and you're just trying to get in this stinking account, you know? Like, you've locked my account. And don't let me get started on Apple passwords. Oh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) And then it has to be something unique and that it has to be like this weird thing that makes no sense. And so it's even, you can't remember them. I mean, gosh. (laughs) I know they have programs and other things like that, but the programs don't always work as mindlessly and easily as you think. They're not, you know, there's no real, you know, real Uh, straight on way. Difficult. Okay. Now that we're done ranting about that, because it drives us all crazy, we can all identify, right? Yeah. (laughs) Your books are on Amazon. They are. You do you have them available anywhere else, or is Amazon the the main place you keep have them offered? Um, they are if they're all in Kindle Unlimited right now. Okay. So if it's in Kindle Unlimited, it's Kindle exclusive, and so that has to only be on Amazon. So yeah, right. Except for the newest one, which is we call it releasing wide, and that one is not on Unlimited. Um, which means you can't get it for free to check it out. You actually have to. <laughs> yes. But that one you can get anywhere in the Apple Store, the Google Store, you know, in, in Kobo, you know, all different kinds of stores. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Now, is that your anthology that was just released? 
That is the new anthology, yes. Okay, which is Monsters After Dark, a beastly paranormal romance anthology. Of course, I looked that up. <laughs> that sounds very awesome. And so you just released it right before Halloween. And it's, it's is it all the fantasy sci-fi kind of, is it erotica or is it... It is in the erotica category. A lot of them do have happy endings. My story has a different kind of ending. Okay. But it is when we're putting together the anthology, part of the requirement of the author in the anthology. Oh, my coffee's making noise in the background. I hope you can't hear that. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Part of the requirement was that every love interest, it could be, the couple could be a little bit different, but every monster love interest had to have something unique about his male anatomy. Uh-huh. So it does kind of put it more in the erotic category. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yes. Um, the lead author on that, Nora Ash, is just, she's, she's, she's one of the, it's getting like getting a chance to be in a, in a, bunch of stories with you know one of your favorite authors the first time you read one of her stories and you're like oh oh my gosh and now you get to have (laughs) your story with hers yeah yes that was really cool there are a lot of really amazing authors but Nora has she's been writing this in this kind of genre but with more romance but been writing monsters for quite a while and yeah, she's she's famous in the in the monster romance. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm, awesome. trying to think, I'm trying to think, you know, it's spicy romance. Yeah, but is it it's not like spicy biker romance, it's not spicy billionaire romance, it's not, you know. Right. <laughs> Her spicy series, monster? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has one series, it's demons. She has another series that's a megaverse, which is oh yeah. The, yeah, so doesn't necessarily write straight on, you know, it's a little bit sci-fi, a little bit fantasy, just depending on which book you pick up. But anyways, sure. it was wonderful to get. It was such an honor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That is very cool. So what kind of penis does your character have? <laughs> <laughs> you just go right there, don't of you? Of course it's I have like... to go there. Are you kidding? <laughs> he, he is, I don't think I've ever written in average sized you know character male character partly Uh because why i'm writing fantasy and why why every part of him should be fantasy right um i i tend to do everything a little bit over the top there was way if you're going to do older way older (laughs) and if you're bigger you're at least a foot foot and a half bigger so so he's large size but he also has a you can't really the the stories were short. They're about, mine's about 51, 5,100 words long. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so you can't do a lot, but I no. describe it um, in the uh, in the scene as a, a trying to think of the word, did I use nub or node? Okay. When you get in the right position, there is an extra kind of bump or node at just above his appendage that provides extra rubbing pleasure so that everything is stimulated well that sounds perfect (laughs) (laughs) let's let's have that kind of sex toy let someone make that (laughs) yeah (laughs) right it's hilarious (laughs) so every writer had to come up with some kind of special penis right yes every writer i haven't read them all but yeah 
Like there's a werewolf and even the werewolf has a special, his is special. They're all a little <laughs> bit different there. Right. Yes. That was kind of part of the challenge we're going to write. And that is based on because we are in a group together. It's a Facebook group. It's a writer, a reader's Facebook group called Monsters, Demons, and Omegaverse. Oh my, I think. Okay. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know, but we're all moderators together in that group. It's the group's one year anniversary. We have over 2,000, 3,000 people now. Nice. Um, And people come into that group because they like unusual junk in the drunk in the pants basically you can't call it that if for facebook right we're the group that likes the unusual junk in the pants (laughs) yeah well seriously facebook the censorship is really is it's horrible you know you gotta be so careful about everything they Mm -hmm. if they think you're you know it's funny because if they think you're not being truthful or honest or have the right definition for any particular subject and so sometimes there the group there'll be weird discussions, right? I think there was one about spider spider peen, and somebody okay. got it wrong wrong, and Facebook flagged it. Oh, jeez! <laughs> or there was a joke, you know, and it was and Facebook flag. Oh man! So not only do you have that, you have the other, you know, all the other highly. We can't do pictures anymore. You can't do, there's so many things you can, even though it's an adult group, it's very well screened. Yeah, it's ridiculous, um, isn't it? Why is it so extreme yeah. like that? What is the yeah. deal? Same thing with oh. TikTok. TikTok is horrible. Oh, people get flagged all the time for things they didn't even do. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like you get a parade, of, you get three people who decide, oh, collaborate to report a video, you could have a creator destroyed. And it's just, you know, TikTok is crazy. I don't understand. And they don't do anything about it. It's all, you know, algorithm. And and so you can, you can protest. I'm sure you've had, have you had, I tried to do a live and within, I didn't even, I couldn't, I think I lasted three minutes. I was reading aloud from one of my books. Okay. And the thing is, is although you can cuss in, on TikTok, that's oh, yeah. fine. Right. But yep. there are other words that, and I don't use, I tend to, my language in my books is a little bit more fancy and elaborate, but yeah, no, they still figured it out. Yeah. I got bad, you know, they're like, oh, nope, you can't read that aloud. I'm like, oh, I thought I this was going to be the thing. How God, I'm so disappointed. You can on Twitter though. Yes, you can on Twitter. Twitter is is the one saving grace we have. You know, YouTube is really particular too. Yeah. I mean, it was so dumb for me. I have I have a TikTok too, and I put a video up that I made of all these different book covers. I was in a, a group with some writers, and we were doing a book promotion, and we had I had all the book covers in it. Oh, and that's all I had hours to put it together. Though, well, no, actually, get... I have an app that's really quite oh, quick, actually. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So Amazon is good with all of these these covers, right? And oh. literally, that's all it was. And TikTok rejected it. I'm like, Amazon's okay with these covers. And you're rejecting me for book covers. I was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I just was like floored. I'm like, come on. They've, they've, I've had it censored several times through them. But one time they censored me and I pushed back and I said, this is not right. I don't have anything 
over overtly sexual or anything in here. And they actually let it go through after oh, I well, complained. That's good. Yeah, but yeah. I've had it cut out many times. I mean, yeah, I read from a story once. Whoop, that's gone. Yep. Yep. It's I had was running a giveaway and I guess somebody I don't know. I did I I got that one back, but yeah, I was like, what that violent and it's a giveaway. Exactly. <laughs> Where, where's the violence and, and bullying in the giveaway? <laughs> Here's what I think is really weird. I interviewed a man who is a bondage expert, right? Shabari mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, yeah. And he is huge on TikTok and they let him do everything. And I'm like, OK, so I have book covers and you're going to you're going to reject me. And he teaches bondage and he gets everything he- on there. I'm like, I, what? Did, did he, does he have a special way? I mean, he probably uses the mannequin, but still he's talking about the, the, and he still gets everything. That's amazing. I, I know. I, he's an amazing person. Though. He's, he teaches bondage and he teaches Shabari for, for sexual purposes and for non-sexual purposes, but he's absolutely fascinating and he was an amazing interview, but I'm like, why can he be on TikTok and I get banned for book covers? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, come on. What's even your... if there's, you know, the Amazon is pretty strict about their book covers now, too. Oh, they they will, are. You know? So if mm-hmm. you've got it, if it's been approved, you know, there's actual, no actual, there might be skin, but there's no yeah. real nudity anymore because they oh, won't, yeah. you know. Oh, that's funny. That's I know. Horrible. I know. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. What's your TikTok at your your I should handle. be at Zoellen. I should be at Okay, uh, so your name. Okay. I just I, Zoellen, I should be at it. Yeah, Isoellen Rights. I'm pretty sure. It's either Isoellen or Isoellen Rights. Yeah. So then you're on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Any other social media that you're on? I'm you can find me on Instagram, Instagram as Lost Darling Girl. I haven't posted in ages, but I do have an account there. I also have an account that I also need to keep up that I'm trying to get someone to help me with called all the alphas, which is that's on Instagram. And that is connected to a Goodreads group that ah. is for Megaverse books. And I started the group, but I don't have much to do with it because I Goodreads is an interesting place. Yeah, It's for readers and it was too hard to get caught up in I want to talk about books and I did want to talk about my books, but it was too hard to find ways to be impartial being mm-hmm. a, a writer in the genre that I wanted to talk about. So I find, found some amazing moderators who took it over and that book is, that group is growing too. That's we've got about 400, 500 people in that group. Oh, so I'm nice. really happy about Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm happy about that because that's readers. That's who I, you know, want to connect with and maybe yeah. um, they're, there is an author space there for for uh, authors to connect to. But yeah, so right. I'm on there. Where else am I? There are a few random pro- program will start up and, you know, I'll go check it out and put my name up and you might think I'm there, but I'm really, I don't know. What you're about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like there's, what is it? Is it, is it, there are a couple of them. There's some group chat, another group chat one that was supposed to be really good that I would like to, I can't quite figure it out, but I spend most of my time between, I haven't posted on TikTok for a while. I'm going to start posting again, probably in December, but I spend most of my time social media wise between Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Facebook is where I have a 
generated income and Twitter is where I have generated friends and where I misbehave. So um, right. <laughs> I can't think of any other place where I might. Yeah, I have a little bit on Instagram. I got my TikTok. I got and just random other places that I think, oh, this will be a great idea. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so difficult. I don't know. They're just very, very particular. So yeah, it's Facebook stuff, Instagram stuff, and YouTube is tough. TikTok. Oh yeah, I, I do have a YouTube channel and I haven't done anything there for a while, but my podcast will uh, is set up and will occasionally, when I remember to click the button, turn my shows into YouTubes. So oh, nice. And I, I can upload other things there like Oh, when I get, when I convince somebody to read for me, a voice artist or somebody, and I want to, they're reading their work or somebody else's work or it's, a, sure. you know, whatever. I love to throw those up on YouTube. I have this big dream that I'll just make a channel of, you know, authors reading their own work and yeah. that would be so neat. Right. That takes so much time. It does. It really <laughs> does. Exactly. <laughs> so no, I don't have that, but that's a big yeah. dream. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. Yeah, so basically, I don't do anything on YouTube. I have 50 <laughs> followers. Yeah, well, I had a, I got, I got nixed from YouTube. I don't know. It was it was oh, fine for an, for a year and a half, and I has up to about fifty thousand listens, and they oh, just. Wow. All of a sudden, stuff that had been on there forever, all of a sudden, they were saying was not okay, and I got three strikes, and I got killed, and that. And I'm thinking somebody was probably reporting me because that stuff had been on there for well over a year and it was fine. So there's yeah. people out there who are nasty who will report you and try to get rid of you. And so I tried two it more is. times to create That's true. a channel and they always, they just killed it right away. Yeah. You know, somebody was telling me that there were, I was talking about where readers, you know, Facebook being a good place to advertise and sell books, even with the censorship, that there's still mm. a great audience there. Yeah. And I was trying to always, you know, I'm always trying to figure out, well, where are the readers hiding? What are the readers talking about? What are they? They're on TikTok. They're also creating discords. Oh, which, yes. Um, Discord. you, yep. can, you can get in their discords and listen and whatever. But the discords have a lot of, you know, they're generated. They have a lot of rules, but they're small communities. They don't yes. really their their cells and they don't spread out from there unless the yeah. people talking about the books or whatever have right unless they have websites or blogs but there are quite a few discord and reddit and reddit is evil <laughs> people talk about facebook and twitter being vicious but mm. reddit if you have an opinion and or an idea and somebody doesn't like it, they'll say, well, that's a stupid idea. What kind of idiot are you to bring that idea here? You mm. do not know what you're talking about. Uh, and uh. they will attack you. I was so, my first experience on Reddit, I was so, <laughs> I had questions and I was asking questions and then I was complaining about the almighty Zon a little bit. And somebody's like, well, it is not a monopoly. They do not <laughs> do that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's not a monopoly by the definition of the word, but you yeah. know what I mean. They control right. the ebook market. Yes. I do not, you know, they they dominate it and they control it. And you know exactly mm -hmm. what I meant. But for you to break down my argument and say, and to give me the definition of an, oh, I was so, they were just, uh, 
Very, very petty. Yeah. Yes, very. And but apparently there's a great book community there too. But I'm not that I thought, oh, that would be I should know. Yeah. That it is just it's and it's yeah, I would like to, but I can the people talk about, yeah, Twitter being all the viciousness and this. No. Go right. to Reddit if you want to see yeah. somebody just character text. And there was one other place where readers Oh, Instagram is readers hang out there, but Instagram is really hard to break into as far as to, it is. It's hard. And they're pretty, they have pretty high censorship too. So you have to be real, real careful. But the Very nice thing much. about Instagram is uh, all their hashtags. So people can search for you and you can put so many yes. hashtags in a post that it yes. can be beneficial, but it is hard to break into. Yeah, it is. And they're very picky. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I can get, I can get. What is cool, though, is when I'm posting poetry there, I can post a picture. I can print up yes. the, post, the poetry in Canva or something, post post a picture of the written words, mm-hmm. and their algorithm doesn't catch that. Yes. So unless uh-huh. it's really awful, you yep. know, you could post. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's the thing. Readers are, are and people tend to, they're looking for picture pictures, not pictures they of their words. Yeah. And so, yes, you can do more, but you can't. You know what else they, they don't notice? And I'm getting away with this right now because I, I read like, you know, little erotic scenes and stuff. Their logarithm cannot detect words in video yet. So you can say things like pussy and fuck and all this stuff, and they don't notice it yet. And I know eventually that might come, but I am getting away with it right now. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. The thing about all this social media, I don't know, you know, it's why can't adults have a place where they can be adults Yes, and the kids have to, are the ones who get censored. They're the ones who get kicked off because they're not supposed to be there because you're not over 18 and you don't have, why can't, why, I don't, there's gotta be, it's not like there's not money in that. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I don't get. There is actually one site that I use that is not censoring at all. That's called share some, but they have an awful lot of porn on there and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but they don't censor you at all. So oh, that's good. To, yeah, and yeah. So, but there's there's a lot of porn, a lot of adult stuff on there. I mean, it's just chock full of it, you know. <laughs> I can do. Then the do, same thing. Then you've got the adults, and you've got to have that balance because you get that on Twitter too. But there's mm-hmm. a way you can turn that down, or to right. uh, get less, or get the high quality that you actually maybe want to see that might be inspiration for something. Nice. I don't. Know. But. <laughs> I more do for exposure than I do it for there's a lot of naked people on there, you know, just like tons of naked people. And I'm not naked. People ask me to be naked all the time on there. I'm like, I'm not going to be naked. I'll be sexy, but I'm not going to be naked on share some or any others. No, we're not doing naked today. (laughs) Not doing naked today. I'll do other stuff, but I'm not doing naked. (laughs) Oh, I bet. That's so funny. I bet you get solicited too. You know, sometimes whenever. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the thing, the funny, no, they're like, can I see your boobs? And I'm like, right. Did you not just come in? Isn't Twitter right <laughs> out there? Did you not see all the boobs out? I don't understand. I know, Why right? I, you know, mine are nothing special. Tell me, but those, look at those. Those are, those are famous. Those are special titties right there. Those they're, are they're, special. 
if I could trade, I would, you know, I like that. Why don't go look at those? Why would you? No, I want to see yours. I know, right? Why? I don't know. Well, then there's some people out there who say there's no such thing as a bad titty. There's no such thing as bad titties. It just doesn't exist. No matter what. I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> you're oh my lying. gosh, I just snorted. Did you hear that? I actually snorted. I laughed so hard I snorted. I think it's so funny when that happens because you never expect to snort. You're never going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to snort. And you're like, it's just so funny. You're like, no, I didn't just do that. I didn't really just snort. You uh, yes, you did. Podcast. Everybody heard you <laughs> snort. Okay, everybody, call me out. I snorted because I laughed too hard about titties on social media. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, I want to mention your podcast name: Stories oh. for Adults Podcast. Right? Yes. Yes. And... I think it might be listed under Isabel and Wright Stories for Adults, but it is Stories for Adults. Yeah. And your ad is your story aired, right? Yes. On, on Twitter. I have a little, little account that I hardly, I have too much going on. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. I I know. Me too. (laughs) I thought the podcast needed its own little, you know, Twitter thing to, even though I always cross share to my bigger, my bigger account, but yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Just another place for people to find it. That's, that's what's you know, valuable. And I, yeah, I sh- you should be able to find me anywhere, but sometimes the searches like in iTunes is crap and all this other stuff. Yes. So um, I'm, I, I podcast from Podbean. You can go online and just, you know, find the Podbean directory, or you can look at, there are so many little podcasting directories now, like Podchaser oh and Pod on yes. a couple of those. So you should be able to find somewhere, you should be able to find a way to connect. <laughs> I'm on Spotify, but that doesn't mean you're going to find me on Spotify. So, I know, right? You know, and iTunes and everything else. But yeah, sometimes people, I can't find you. Well, so here, frustrating, isn't to, it? Yeah, just go to Podbean and look up that way. It'll be the best. It is. It is a little frustrating because you do everything, and then it's it's there, but the algorithm hides it. It's like YouTube. Yes. They do that too. You'll search a name. And you'll get 500 other, unless your name is really, that's one thing about my author name. The only one. Right. There's yes. the nearest, the nearest derivative is something from 15th century. Oh, <laughs> you know? nice. That's, that's Man, really kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's not anything. So, so I'm much easier to find, but that doesn't mean, you know, it just depends on who's paying the algorithm the most money to yeah, to exactly. first. So it's not fair. We all know that. Unfortunately, it's not yeah, fair. Yeah. My website is iswellin.com. But if you, if you uh, type that in, you may see Goodreads and, and 500 and Amazon. Right. They Even pay, though you use the exact see, name, right? Exactly. Even though you use the exact name, everything else pops up <laughs> first. And you're like, what is this? I know for me too, like Instagram will pop up first. And I'm like, no, I put in my website and you're giving me Instagram, my Instagram account. Yeah. What the hell yeah. is that shit? I mean, come on. I don't, I don't, how do they even, I don't know. That's I know crazy. it's so frustrating. They're just trying to guide <laughs> us like crazy, like we're sheep. And we're not cheap. We're smart people. That's what it is. It, it is very much. It's like if you're not paying attention and you yeah. don't, it's, it's, yeah, we're a clickbait world. And 
if you're not paying attention where you're ending up, you never know. You know, exactly. you got sometimes just because it's <laughs> Google, the Google knows everything doesn't mean you get the right answer. Yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might get some crazy stuff. Well, I want to ask you a question because I'm super curious about this. What got you into writing sci-fi fantasy type erotica? Like what was your trigger? Is it something you've always been interested in or did it stem from something else? And then how did you end up where you are writing what you're writing? People, yeah, <laughs> I've always <laughs> written a little bit. I don't, I've always written, I've always loved romance, mm-hmm. like from the the Star Wars when I was eight. The romance in the story just absolutely captivated me. And mm-hmm. then you had the kind of the cliffhanger and I hated that. That's, had yeah. to finish it. Cliffhanger, right. it was like, how could you do that? So I kept thinking about it, you know, and Star Wars came out in the back of the day when people went, it was so new and innovative that you did, you went to go see it again and again right, and again. Right. And then you, and then you tell your friend, well, I've been 10 times and there, and the guy next to you, oh, I've been 54. I'm like, mm. who's paying for that? Your parents are taking, you know, <laughs> but you know, so I think we got to see it with different family members. I probably saw it eight or 10 times in the, oh, in wow. the theater, which I can't imagine now couldn't afford it but um, right oh I know right yeah yeah so and that cliffhanger killed me so I was always trying to reimagine the story and finish it for them and I wanted I knew it was a romance and I had an idea I knew who how I wanted it end and so I think my love affair with fairy tale romance and happy endings and whatever started there Mm. Where the sensual stuff came in, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I get that. That's probably my own little personal kink. I grew up in a household that porn images were a little bit more accessible than they probably should have been. Gotcha. So some of that undertone of, and it was a Catholic household too. So mm, yeah, yeah, so taboo so, going on. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the taboo, you got these undertones of sensuality. And I remember being young and in school and trying to write, I, I don't know if it has to do with my star sign. I'm not a, okay. I'm not a big, crazy star sign person, but <laughs> if you looked up my star signs, all the memes for them, you know, uh-huh. like the most embarrassing things about being a cancer and and because I'm a cancer Leo, I kind of was born on a at the time where you could be either or, or okay. the most embarrassing things about a Leo. I fit all of those. Yep. So I bring that up because I like sensual things, not necessarily sexy, but textures and sounds, oh, okay. sure. and smells. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in high school and trying to recreate those in a way that you could you know, if you were trying to hold ice cream on your tongue and have it melt, I was trying to, Ah. that creates the sensual becomes a sensuality mixed with some of that taboo stuff. So I was always going to write something that was on the, with the romance and everything else. I was always going to write something that was sensual and where the romance had those kind of, you know, really romantic high heat encounters. I, my love fantasy novels and sometimes you'll get fantasy novels where you'll have a romantic couple but right. it always fades to black I'm like yeah no, I, right what? you know and I hated that I'm it's like, kind of incidental right it's not yeah. the main storyline so then it kind of falls off yeah 
and for me, I grown. I love the fantasy worlds and everything that's going on, but I, I wanted the, I wanted the juicy details too. Yeah, the Dragon Rider series. Those Dragon Riders were hot. Right. And uh, you know, <laughs> it was a junior high and high school. And I'm like, no, this is, I want some more. Yeah, give me more. <laughs> this is wimpy. Give me it all. Right. And I was reading books like Joanna Lindsay, bodice ripper type books and other things. So I reading really influenced what I was writing too. Somebody asked me, do you have to like my kids, do you have to write these? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> these are the stories in my head yes yes, yes. someone just I, told me the best quote you have to do the things you can't not do and I think it was a guy from Mythbusters that said that like that's so uh, true you have to th- yeah exactly it's it's yes I have to yeah I really don't if if there were other stories I would write them I actually have a children's book somewhere that's for kids that doesn't have any of this in it I swear right. But um, I don't know that I'll ever get to publish it because of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to do it under a different name, I guess. Right. But, that um, is, thing, yeah. Uh, that's such a hard market to break into and it is. all the other layers of it that this one and self published children's books are rarely good. Right. <laughs> or, or small indie publishing ones. They just take a lot of packaging and whatever to be pretty. And it's so much easier. I do have a publisher, but it's so much easier. She's a small, just one person. So really it's, you know, people working together. It's not like some big house in New York. And yeah, the, it's just, it's easier to produce. It's easier. And these are the stories I want to write. And that's what's really cool about the indie market, you know, being able to write what you want to write. And then, I talk about this one in my TikToks, you know, I'm like, I'm an erotic author, historian. In 2000s, ebooks weren't a thing until like late, early 2000. Like they started to come out and there were all these ebook companies. And a lot of them were were owned by couples, independent couples working out of their homes Mm. and women. And women authors started coming out writing erotic, romantic fantasy for women. And yeah. I think they it's like they're taking a hold of their sensuality, writing what they want to write, not right. writing. If you look at the difference between a sensual or a, a romantic novel or an erotic novel in the 70s and late 80s, you get like Playboy stories written right. for men. Yes. And in yes. 2000, and there's a difference in tone and how every, how that, you know, it's a different, it's a different target audience. And so, yes. It, but in 2000s, these ebook companies, and they started writing for women, and you could look at, look up what you liked by your genre or your kink. You could look like capture romance or, you know, so if you liked, pirates or historicals or vikings or whatever that would be listed your viking capture romance that would be in there and then you get to the sex scene and there was no fade to black it would do the whole you know (laughs) (laughs) and the the influence those writers had and then amazon came along and crushed them all crushed all the companies but those women writers changed so much that's awesome how we, you know, like the words you use now in erotica or in most like, okay, body part words, 
there used to be certain words that you would never put in a romance novel ever, never, never. It was her right, woman. Like pussy. Channel. Yeah. Yeah. That word. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had to go there, you know, <laughs> now I've derailed your talking. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So that word, the P word, <laughs> No, I can't. Not as in urine, right? No, no, no. Didn't you read the part where average school, you know, childcare worker? I work. (laughs) But pussy's not a bad word. Pussy's a very good word. (laughs) Okay. Along with clitoris. Can you you do that one? (laughs) I could do, I could do clitoris because that's such a weird word. It is a weird word, isn't it? And you can say clit and then everybody knows what you're talking yeah, about. And you can shorten I mean, it and everybody knows. Exactly. It, clitoris <laughs> and clit. I can say that. Now, if you put it in a sexy sentence, it becomes a whole different ballgame. <laughs> um, yeah, pussy. Yeah, you never would have found that in a romance novel, no, over the kind right. of romance novel. But in no. 2000, women writers, it was women writers who changed that and made that okay for women. Awesome. And, and the anal sex, which is now so popular, most mm. books have it. Most people talk about, you know, people are used to be very, very taboo. And it was right. the taboo thing that they were talking about. And so I was in 2000, I was married with young children and, and I discovered these books and they had, <laughs> you could have werewolves, aliens, and just, and the fantasy worlds. And they were like, I was, I was kept, I'm like, oh, that's, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to yeah. go in that direction. I just freeing the, uh, the inner imagination and not being bound by convention. I love writing in fantasy. That's I can, there's awesome. so much I can deal with in fantasy. I was telling of somebody once who liked more femdom. He liked dominating women. Okay. And I, I never could. If I read that in a contemporary novel, it, for me personally, it just depends. But for me personally, it would irritate me. I would get frustrated mm-hmm. and irritated. It's not my kink and it's not something I like. And sure. um, it seems uh, arrogant to me yeah. uh, sometimes when it's written. But if you put it in a fantasy novel and you make them um, dryads or mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, yeah. something like that and you change it around and or orc women or whatever and they capture the night and you change it up turn it up on its head and put it in fantasy then it's like that's right interesting and it gives you a chance to explore you know your kinks and what you like I think my big discovery about kinks is we all have them mm-hmm. they're very normal although we treat them like they're taboos they're often born out of very innocent, normal situations when you're kids, yes. like when you're children and you have no idea, you, you're not formed. It just happens and it becomes that thing that you like that turns you on as an adult. Right. And we, we shame each other. Women do too. They will, yes. or they hide it or they feel bad about it or, right. or whatever. And being able to take those kinks and you know those feelings and put that in a fantasy novel for other women to read and I know some men do read my books but my that was a big shocker is being able to do that is it I don't know it's not a public service but it is the whole point of it for me yes (laughs) well I think it makes it 
makes it okay. It makes it, or you can yes. indulge and it's okay. There's nothing like taboo about it because yeah. it's made up world with these monsters and it's not. It's, yeah. It's just you and a book and you're not, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it can be addictive and anything, coffee's addictive, anything. Right, can be addictive, exactly. Chocolate, you know, maybe. and, uh, <laughs> And you can use it to escape, which hot, that's the point, you know, and it's much better than a drug, but, right. um, you know, it is, yeah, it does. It makes it okay. It makes, it joins us together. The, yes, you know, we are as humans, we tend to group and separate and even with kinks, mm-hmm. tell you like this and you're in this and you're in that, but uh, it's the very thing that we all have kinks that makes us the same mm-hmm. and yeah I just loved obviously <laughs> the whole romance I think romance and erotica and and getting to talk about this stuff on the podcast my podcast and interview people and yes. learn more about it all the time has really been a journey for me because oh um, yeah I never you just don't get to talk about you know you go with your girlfriends and everything is in a certain perspective or whatever you don't really get to explore how the the overarching theme of how these things connect us together and make us but still keep us unique and yeah that so long answer for your question (laughs) I love your answer as to (laughs) why and how I got into this and why I continue to write it is is that that's that's the whole (laughs) it's a safe place to have some naughty thoughts yeah exactly and it's okay and it's celebrated in fact exactly why couldn't I just say it that way I like (laughs) to write erotic romance because it's a safe place to explore (laughs) I love your whole thing because the whole description is great because then we got the whole thing about the women doing the ebooks and and breaking into the market and changing the face of publishing and where we have gone is absolutely fascinating. I think about that. And I think the time we're living in right now is absolutely amazing. It is the first time in the entire history that we've been able to create something and put it out to mass people easily. Yes. Yes. It has never happened before. Ever. Exactly. You remove the gatekeeper. You can do it yourself and all you have to do is get your connect with your audience and find a reader who likes what you're doing yep. and or a couple of readers who find and then you go and a couple there have been a couple of other writers who've talked about, you know, they went to school, they were gonna do they have this formal writing education. Yes. They were gonna wanted to be in a published writer and they did all the right things and then they go and they start to follow that journey and they realize how much gatekeeping there is along every step of the way and somebody else is telling them you know no how to do it and nobody who their audience is going to be and how it's going to look and packaging it and taking away you know just shaping your dream and rather than trusting that there's going to be an audience for this thing and I'll be able Mm -hmm. to sell it and you're right. It is being able to take something, package it, get it out there and get access to. And the things about books is you're never like romance. You're not 
competing with other authors because romance readers are voracious. Yes. They have their favorites and mm-hmm. erotica too. They yes. have their favorite authors, but you know, authors can only produce so much. And right. so they're constantly looking for more. I'm yes. I've got to have my book on my lunch hour. I've got to have my book in, you know, my vacation. I've got to have my book. Yes. And so you're not ever there can be millions and millions of books out there, but there are millions and millions of readers and new readers and people who are always discovering things every day. So you're not really competing with anybody but yourself. Right. I like and, to think of them as they're hangry. Yeah. They're, yes. They're they romance. Romance readers are hangry. They want they more and they want it now. And they're mad. Exactly, Give me it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it takes you, I don't know if it's a really epic series, it takes you a week to read it. And you're like, I don't have anything now. What am I going to do? Something that it took you like months and months, they're done. And like, we go, okay, give me more. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's not that quick, you know. (laughs) So I don't mind those big famous books or whatever. Right. Because you're going to read it once or twice and then be like, I need more. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, so I'm so not one room. of those people that reread books. Do you reread books? I never do because I always want to read something new. I do sometimes not as much as I used to, but I don't have time anymore yeah, um, right. because readers are like, when are you going to write the next book? And then <laughs> I'm like, right. well, I'm working on this, but life and you know, yes. <laughs> it's not that fast. <laughs> It's not. I these people who can do the. I I taken a class and a couple things of how to write a book in a month. Fifty what, a hundred thousand words in a month. Whatever. Uh, how do you do? Well, you dictate and you go in here and oh, yeah. Blah, 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 and you do all and you write on the go and while you're standing in line. Oh, so you don't need to actually focus on the work that you're doing, oh, man. And, and interruptions every five minutes don't bother you. Okay. Oh, so no, so you. you're a different, we're different people right here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's not going to, you can go to a class on that, but that may not work for you. And I don't yeah, think it'll work for yeah. me either. It just doesn't work for everybody. I am the person I need to focus. And so mm-hmm. if I'm focusing on my phone, I'm probably going to get hit by a car somewhere or something, you know? <laughs> right. You zone in and you're, everything else is like exactly, blinders, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's not, or be in line and then everybody is behind you. I can't. Well, then what if they hear you say pussy? You know what I mean? Like, oh, line, yeah. you say pussy. Everyone will look at you and be like, you Yeah, I'm dictating right there in the line. And people are like, Oh my goodness. His so penis bad. was growing. I, have, I mean, like, you can't say that in line. I mean, everyone's going to look at you like, what the fuck is. <laughs> and there might be children around. You don't need to be saying the word penis in front of exactly. children. You know? Unless and you're talking about, you know, medically penis, that's fine to say. Yes. But For not his it, penis was growing next to her body. And you know, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even though, you know, I can take the big you know, words and she, she climbed up on his tumescent, you know, shaft or whatever, but somebody's <laughs> going to raise an eyebrow at me. So. Shaft. I know. And, and yeah. Shaft, shaft can be lots of different things, but most of the time it's a dick, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> people don't usually talk about shaft in other ways. I mean, 
Well, really? It's true. I mean, trying to think about anybody using a sentence, do they really use the word shaft? No. When's the last, unless, I mean, is it a car word? Even if it is, I don't, you know. It means dick. It means penis. Mean, shaft. Yeah. And I think if I were to say shaft, my brain just goes to dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm stuck. You know, shaft. I'm trying to think of how else I would use shaft in a sentence, but my brain's just going to go right to, to dicks. So, you know. <laughs> That, that word is just shot for me. It's just, it's a dick. There are a lot of words that somebody, they'll be like, say something, you know, on, you know, sex in the bed. What's something you can say in the bed with your lover and also I, on Christmas morning? I've um, seen those know, too. As you, as you get, you know, as you start <laughs> to write sex scene after sex scene, you start to realize there are a lot of words that are not normally sexy, but right. they suddenly become you know, the word wet, not a right. sexy, you know, it's not sexy. It's not, but right. you know, you write enough of it and becomes a key word. You just yes. insert that word into and suddenly it becomes really sexy and, you know, right. and it so, means so much. You can say the word wet, but yeah. think of all of the things that pop in your head that go with that word wet you're not just talking about water you know what I mean like it's that's right exactly it becomes all these it's a loaded words. word that's what I'm looking for it's a loaded word yes yeah I love playing with words that way when I think about <sighs> all the words that are now taboo words I was like <laughs> that you know that shouldn't be but are yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that or hard, you know, it's just, like, oh, yeah. you, know, right. you know, whatever. It's like, what do you mean hard? Erect. Well, I mean, yeah, the exactly. word erect. If you talk about you, nipples, you can be talking about cocks, you know? Exactly. I mean, and you would never use erect. Nobody. Hey, okay. I'm going to erect the, this building. People will be looking at you and be like, are you talking about sex? You know? Exactly. You had an erector set when you were, what was, I mean, no, <laughs> nobody even knows what those are anymore. Yeah. Erect is always an erection. And I never can spell it right. And Google doesn't. It's just no fair. Um, (laughs) Google's like, what? What? I'm like, you're doing this on purpose, right? I know. (laughs) My phone has the hardest time with the word fuck. And I'm like, really? For some reason, it can recognize fucking hot as one word, but it can't recognize the word just fuck. I'm like, what? Do you you get the duck? You know, do you do that? Yeah, I get duck all the time. It drives me crazy. Why can we not just put the word fuck in? The word usage bank, whatever it is. Everybody says fuck. Come on. You know, it's true, right? <laughs> Somebody was, uh, we were talking about kids in school today and they were like, oh, they got in trouble because they were cussing and, and, and saying fuck in class. And I don't, obviously, because I sound like ridiculous, but I know <laughs> high school teachers, they don't, yeah. it's not a thing anymore. You can't, you don't send a kid to the principal's office for saying fuck for saying fuck if it's that common why can't who who are these people the patriots i mean what you can't tell me that t-mobile is some kind of you know religious organization (laughs) that the morality plea they're not are you kidding you got the girl in the pink bikini and she's telling how are they the morality people where do they get exactly what the hell is going on i know I don't understand. And, and you know, the thing with, I'm sure, you know, the thing, PayPal, you're not, if, if it's adult content, we don't sponsor that. You can report somebody and they can get their PayPal shut down and they lose their income stream. And 
PayPal? Are you, are you like Hasidic Jews? Are you, what are you? Are you like some kind of dedicated Muslim or, I mean, is there something, what is making you as an industry decide that you need to, to gatekeep the market? I don't understand. And it's something that people want. So it's absolutely ridiculous. You're throwing away income, massive amounts of income by shutting Uh, these people out. And we're protecting the children. Exactly. But you know what? We need to protect the children, but the children, you know, are not, they're not, this is not protecting the children. You're just frustrating the adults. You're not protecting the children. Exactly. You need to, why don't you set up your internet a little bit different and have better yes. filters or have better, you know, have net nannies for individual? I don't know. There's got to be. A, oh, we're back on the subject, but it bugs me. It oh, is, absolutely. Um, I have a friend, a very good friend who is in the adult industry and it's the credit card companies. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's like, why are they controlling this when adults want it? Why can't we just make it accessible to adults and not for people who can't, shouldn't see it? The young because people. If, yeah, if it's, if it's to protect kids from seeing it, or if it's somehow related to the pedophilia, whatever, mm-hmm. A, pedophilia is adults gatekeep. I know on Twitter, you right. talk to anybody, they, they, get, they watch their own. And they're very carefully, they don't need, because when you leave it up to somebody like Twitter, nothing happens. It takes between a underage account that's doing porn versus Mm -hmm. a account that's doing like stealing stuff or whatever. No, not bullying or putting out, putting out COVID misinformation. Okay. That COVID information. Yes. That's not good. It will disappear. 20 times faster than the child porn. See, that doesn't make any sense, does it? If they're able to do no. that. Yeah. It makes and zero sense. It's ridiculous. It means someone's absolutely. picking and choosing is what it means. Somebody's picking and choosing. Somebody's making money somewhere, weird money somewhere. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's such a, I just, there's a receipt there. Like, I know. I think there is. Yes. What is it? Who is, are they just trying to control the flow of money and right. only have the porn they, they sponsor? Right. Oh, right. it's, it's maddening. <laughs> it's maddening. And you know what I think is totally crazy. And I'm going to, I always say it, we end up talking about this with, I end up talking about this with like every author. Why can we sell porn on Amazon, not porn, erotica. Yeah. Erotic romance, but we cannot advertise it. Yeah. What the hell because is that the shit? Kids, the but children, we can, but it can be funneled into 18 and over and it can be funneled to people who just buy those things. Well, why I can't mean, we just fine tune it? You can, you can get the sex toys. You can yes. get mm-hmm. the sexy anime. You can get the weird, you know, China is all over Amazon with their, you yeah. know, you can get and kids can find that and they know how to find it. I yes. don't know. So we're like but playing you, this stupid game that like we think exactly. because, yeah, they're seeing it anyway. Well, other thing I think is crazy is I narrated a couple of books that basically were people having sex. They were real naked people. And Amazon allowed that. And I'm like, is this book going to go through? And it did. But why is that okay? And I can't pay for an ad for my book that's just talking about sex. It's not even pictures. Yeah, it's. It's Amazon. It's just like, oh, and they're rules. They're, 
they're really arbitrary rules. Well, you know, anything that's common sense and mm-hmm. that, which means we will take it down if we don't like it. You know, if you don't have a big publishing company right. to, you know, to defend you or that's somehow putting, and I, I have noticed that you can see that in a, between the difference between some indie author works and, uh, oh, the great, the biggest example is uh, V.C. Andrews books. Oh, which yeah. Have, yeah, exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. They've got the underage and then you've got the the family incest. Yes. And when those books came out, they were considered romance. I remember kids reading them, kids oh, yeah. and adults, because adults would buy them, kids would read them. And they had that little kind of edgy horror thing going on. Those yep. books are still there. They have right. underage incest. Right. But if you market it and it's not, you know, it's just the kink. You do the stepdaddy thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Arbitra- it's They have all kinds of stepdaddy stuff on Amazon. But oh, yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time, they also randomly pick on authors and pull it down. Right, you know, it it's or don't let you advertise, or it's just yeah, <laughs> I know it just drives you crazy, and it's just it's completely unfair, and it's obviously very guided, it's very orchestrated. Yeah, it's it's really yeah with Omegaverse because the uh, Omegaverse have the 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 their cock, the male's mm-hmm. cock develops a knot. Like a, like I guess dogs do. So it could okay. be reality. So Amazon does not love Omegaverse, even though it's oh, a I lot didn't of know books. that. Okay. Yeah, it, well, they have a lot of gay Omegaverse. They have tons. Um, okay, it does okay, but they don't. They in general they don't love Omegaverse. So you can. There are tons of books up there, but at the same time, they will also randomly put them they move them around so whether they're erotica or romance which changes how you market a book mm-hmm. and or just pulling it down because it's got too much sex in it or whatever right. uh because they it's and there's no straight so authors are like we're trying to figure out the key you know yes. we're like okay is it because there's too much sex at the beginning of the book or is it because I use said the word this particular word too many times is it because of this you know what right. is triggering the album so we're all like <laughs> instead of having a guideline yes you know yes right and basically we're all like some we're like well you okay you just need to know you have 50 50 chance Right. Of your book being flagged, of you not being able to advertise, of you not having it pulled down or having it put in erotica or having it put in the dark, dark where nobody can find it unless you right. have the exact title. You know? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. A logarithm again, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're not a monopoly if on right. Reddit, you know, they're not an official and, you know, it's okay. <laughs> they get to do what they want. They're an independent. That's true. Yes, that's true. They, and so it, it, that points to doing things widespread too. Sometimes that's maybe more beneficial because then it can be in different places and it can be, you know. Trying to, I guess once people, it's like Facebook and, and Instagram or whatever. What? Why do people still use them? Because people have grown up with Facebook yeah. And so a younger generation might go off and go to Reddit or whatever, this, that, and the other thing. But a lot of people 
you grow up to it. It's your known and it's your platform and you don't, it takes time to cultivate other platforms or your friends aren't there. And so you sit in and then it's like the owners, they know they're like, Oh, well now you're a slave to my platform. (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to do it, do it my way. And, and Facebook is the same way. You can't, if Amazon takes your book, puts it in erotica and Facebook knows you mm-hmm. cannot advertise on Facebook. Yeah. Cause they don't do adult content. And, right. and the thing is, is that Amazon arbitrarily decides and the definition of between erotica and romance is such a different definition. Right. But they don't care. They're like, Nope, we decided. Right. We decided this is what it is, and that's too bad. That's what so it is. now you've been labeled on Facebook, on social media, on Instagram, on credit yes. card companies, all across of something that you want. And I know authors who hardly have 10% of their book is some kind of sexy content, and they got labeled. Wow. Stupid. It's really it, stupid. It, uh, yeah, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's no guidelines. So if someone's creating something and it's art, yeah, you know, why do they get to decide that that's too far? Just give us a guideline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, give us a, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if it's art or if it's this, you said art and I immediately, my mom, I got to go on a trip with my mom and we went to the museum in Paris and it's, mm. it's not, it's the museum de, I'm going to say it wrong, but it has the largest selection of, of like Asian hemisphere um, okay. art. Okay. And some of that art, the largest selection of was very was Hindu and mixed religion art that was extremely sensual. Oh yeah. Like, like, I can imagine. You know, like statues of sex acts and stuff and um, made in the 50s and I'm like yeah and but that's history and that's art that's part of identity as humanity and people should not gatekeep that and in the museum kids can see it yes they can because it's part of history and you need to have if your kids are going to see it then you need to stop and have a conversation with your kids that's right. your pro- responsibility as an adult that's not right. the museum's responsibility and no. they don't even they just put it out there right. you know because it's history right right it's art and it exists and it was made years ago yes yeah exactly and so we're we are 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 preserving this as as this that and the other thing and letting it stand on its own merit and not not gatekeeping it, not deciding it's one thing or another. And you can look at it, it's, it's art, faith, and it's also graphic porn. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, the is, it really is porn. I mean, if you look at some of that, it's, it's people fucking. Oh, it's like Pompeii. Apparently Pompeii yeah. was so phallic. Mm. It was such a phallic society mm-hmm. that even, and, and but they hide it. You don't know until what they tell you about Pompeii is the sad story of the people and the, you know, the mother and child and the ash that fell on them and created. Right, it. that's what well, you hear. It was, yeah, it was such a phallic society that there were penises. Look, I said it. 
everywhere. You did, yay! <laughs> <laughs> they were, they're everywhere. They're in the light fixtures. They're in the pottery. They're in the and light fixtures. It's so, yes, literally, like you have a and it'd be a, <laughs> you know, everywhere. The, the whole, but they, Victorian society didn't, were like, <gasps> so they took it out of the history books. So you miss this, this whole society that was like this very phallic and fertile and whatever. And it was just a yeah. part of everyday life and whatever. And it's hilarious and yeah. it's interesting and it's history. Right. And somebody took that out and whitewashed that is sad. Yeah. And someone, someone decided somewhere that human sexuality is bad. We were created to have sex. We have yeah. the clitoris as only function is pleasure for women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is the only organ in the entire human anatomy that is only purpose is pleasure. Okay. (laughs) Have you thought about how crazy that is? That's really, that's, that's, I didn't realize that's really fucking special, man. That is, that is, that's like, it literally does nothing else. Look, you know, that's what that is. And, but yet we, we, (laughs) we, what is wrong with people? I don't. Yeah. It's it's like. I have friends. It's like, like, it's just you. It's just Western society. Is it? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's a little some of those, bit. Of some of those countries over on the other side of the world too are pretty strict about sex and talking about sex and not educating about sex. And and I, I think our country is horrible with their sex ed. Mm-hmm. Just awful. You, oh, we're going to fix it. Well, you didn't fix it. You made it you brought the conversation out, but I'm not quite sure you fixed it. You need no. To- <laughs> okay, okay, you you go have sex with and create people, but it's taboo. We can't talk about it. It's like <laughs> yeah. that's a biological function that we were meant to do. And if we didn't do it, there'd be no more people. So why is yeah. it taboo? I don't. Yeah, I, I think know. that. Yeah, it makes no. I guess it's that line between adulthood and childhood, and trying to and not not trusting kids to understand things that I think kids are very bit capable of understanding. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But we can not, add, you know, go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they're not, their brains work differently. They're this, that it just goes back to why you change whole platforms because kids might have access to it. And so right. you destroy it for adults. It's the thing is, is that the internet is a great, interesting place. Mm-hmm. You have whole websites dedicated <laughs> and they say 18 plus, but their entrance, you know, is very, you know, you got your whole free thing, this, yes. that, and the other thing. And because those exist, you have to, does that mean you have to, I, there's no balance. There's no, no there isn't. in it. There's no practical thinking. There's no. It's just all response. I don't know. Or else it's a great conspiracy and they're just controlling it and right. funneling well money be. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so. They want to control it perhaps. So that's why they're making all the money and rec- restricting other people so that they I aren't even so. seen. Yeah. yeah. I I very much think so. It It's, it's, I like the indie book market and stuff. I love you were saying, you know, how 
you can create something and then put it out there. It just becomes worrisome that somebody going to take that away. You just opened it up and it's beautiful and amazing. And yeah. yes, you always have your, there's always somebody somewhere doing something evil, but that's in everything. And it why is. can't we trust ourselves to gatekeep our own communities? We right. do. Yep. And, and pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, how about we just address it and talk about it and not just try to shove it under the rug? Yes. Just bring out the issues. Talk about them. I love that. Mm-hmm. There's so many, you know, there's so many things that you just need to sit down and talk about and allow the exchange of ideas and understanding. And I have learned the podcast. There have been I have a personal humiliation. It's it's a trigger for me. It's I don't have a lot of triggers with stuff that I read and write or whatever. But if sure. I feel like a character or myself personally is disrespected, I I, I go straight to I, I get my back up. I, I go straight mm. to anger. I can't right. and in a book actually there's a lot of kind of things that other people might see as degradation that that mm-hmm. doesn't trigger me because in in that I see I still see respect or degradation or domination or, or too much male driven, whatever, but I still can see the respect, but if there's no respect, it's an issue for me, but I've talked with people who love, who have a humiliate, what is considered a humiliation kink men and women and why they like it and what it does for them and where it takes them in their heads. And I'm like, it doesn't do it for me, but having that understanding of it, took away my judgment of it yes isn't that true and because I was doing that it was such a negative response of me that I'm like well this must be bad this must not be okay I must protect other people from this right but when you talk to people who like it and it's good for them and it does so many good things for them in their heads right and if I hadn't had those conversations, I'd still be judging it. Right, right. Take yeah. it's took the shame away for you. Like yeah. it is a shaming thing, but you have to look at it in a different way. It's not. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, I had. I'm just going to go there. There you was <laughs> a conversation with somebody about. It was a man about clothespins. About um, what? I would, about clothespins, wooden oh, clothespins. Okay. Yep. Wooden clothespins. And I was challenged to write a story using wooden clothespins. And okay. I was massively triggered. And I mm. couldn't figure out why. And it was because I had seen other images of wooden clothespins that I felt were degrading and controlling and, right. and on the verge of rape and devaluing yes. and right. it had all these negative connotations and the person who challenged me stopped me and said what is it what is bought and walked me through it and once I talked it out and realized that this is just a wooden clothespin this yes. is just you know, it's just an object it's right. none of these things that I am attaching to it actually right. are attached to it right, just, right. you know and you exactly. can use it you can use it in different ways or whatever. And it was a central story. So like wouldn't close pin on the nipple or whatever. Yeah. And I was attaching all this massive from some image or something I had seen to it when right. I was younger that I didn't realize I was doing. Right. And so when we talked to about it, 
on the other side of it, I'm like, oh, okay, now I see what I was doing. Now I see that it's just a clothespin. Now I can write that story and make it sexy. And so the conversation healed me, basically. Right. If we don't have those conversations, then, you know, if you stifle them, if you control them, if you monitor them, if you stop them, then, then you're stopping, you know, giving not trusting people to grow and to think and to change and you're taking away that chance for them. Right. Right. And, and that a stri- you know, a clothespin had an effect on you. It had a power over you that you didn't even understand or why. I, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it was just like an instinctive response, which was out of nowhere. And yeah, you're right. It had a power over me that I had given it at some point in time and didn't realize until I walked through it, that it had that power and talking about it freed me of, of the, and taking away the judgment out of it, making it a clothespin again, rather than this object of insult and of, of, of like rape, really, I can't even tell you, I couldn't even define the image that I had seen or what it was, but there was something that connected to it that was just horrific. And it was a stinking wooden clothespin. Yes. And and the sensual story was like teasing with pain and this, that, you know, a little bit here and there. And what was, I was just putting off. Yeah. It was, that was, I've had, those were really amazing moments for me. Oh, yeah. Which take me back to why I write what I write, because I would, we can't, we never talk about stuff like that. We don't have anybody to walk us through it. And so when I'm writing fantasy and I'm writing kink or when I'm pushing things, pushing the envelope, um, one of my stories has, I write these stories that are the, <laughs> the heroes are, are based, they look like orcs, but they're a whole different, you know, they're called the orc okay. And the orcs are very dominant, very, contr- you know, masterful and all, but they're also very loving. And, and when they sure. find and they're caretaking, they're, right. From what yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. They're taking care of their own. Exactly. And they're, but they do like the first one is he, he spanks her and this to teach her his way to teach her his culture. If she's not, she gets a spanking and people were getting so frustrated. And I'm like, some people loved it. Some people hated it because mm. I, there were big culture differences oh, and yeah. I wasn't making excuses for them. This is right. what they do. And his mm-hmm. this is his expectation. This is how he lives. She is his only chance at love and happiness and a future. He only gets one. If she's right. dead, that's it. And that's so it. she's the most special, precious thing in his. And so a spanking is nothing. And he's, Plus, he's this huge, gigantic thing, and he's being very gentle not to break her while, you know, right. it's an exercise. And I mean, it was this whole thing. And that was the first book. The second book, I I played around with breath play. And, mm. you know, certain things trigger certain people. Some people right. were like, what? You know, <laughs> and I did it within a fantasy setting. I'm like, this is a fantasy world. We're not, we're not, I'm not doing this is not a modern this is why i don't write right. modern this right. is not right. a bdsm modern you know how to manual consent or kids are going to read this and think oh you didn't have the formal consent this that and the other thing right. this is the characters in the 
in the shape of their relationship, they are finding what works for them. And it actually works for the woman in the book. She, she responds to it immediately. The first time he even puts his hand on her throat and there's no, so that's your consent, right? But I had people, Oh yeah. We're exploring this kink within fantasy, which is taking some, breaking down some of those norms, which you do within your daily, you know, because that's your thing, Mm -hmm. but it's not, uh, this is not 50 wasn't, was relation, exploratory, you know, it was just really, at least they were starting the conversation that Mm -hmm. how this breath play and the dominance and her response and her reaction and, and that you could, you could start to have the conversation that how this might be sexy. And I did some other things in that book that would, the other people were like, you know, in real life, I would never, that would not be okay. But right. in the book, in the book, oh, that makes that kind of interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, you get some freedoms for sure. I think you do get some freedoms in it, fantasy yeah. and sci-fi that you don't when you're just writing about strictly people. Exactly. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So, to see, so I had the breast play and it's fantasy and he's a giant orc like creature and she's a human and so you've got the size difference oh yes so you're way out you're in fantasy another scene in the book is is food and he's playing he's feeding her these fruits that are small they're kind of in my head they were kumquat size okay and so he's sharing them they're hard on the outside and really sweet and and good on the inside. And so she can't bite through them with her teeth. So he has to bite them in half and then feed her. And mm. so they're sharing them. And and she's all doing in the Omegaverse, there's this exchange of scents and smells and and body fluids, which is just kind of messes with your head in a very mm. aphrodisiac kind of way. Sure. And so he's it's it's also a deeply intimate moment mm, the feeding yes. and she's really aroused and so he he uses them like Benoit balls and mm. then torments her a little bit and then okay. afterwards he eats them all. And so <laughs> so within the scope of that so in that book I have choking and you tell me you you think I need to stop it and have consent. For most people that is a little too much. If right. there are not a lot of people who are going to want to use something like that and then eat it after. That's right. that's another level especially for women of squeaky. Uh, you know. Right. Absolutely. So, so there should have been a clue somewhere for these sub readers, you know, that are like getting all technical on me that this was fantasy. And- yes. Right. <laughs> You know, and, I mean, come on, it's not real people doing things. This is where we need to draw the line and be like, this is a story. And But we're having a conversation. And the funny thing, I knew some of the choking things would bother people, but I really thought the part where he takes them and he eats them would, would, I would get a lot of, and it's been, no, hardly got any. <laughs> like, huh, interesting. <laughs> they're like well you wrote it so good I didn't like in the book yeah in real life no probably still not but right right (laughs) that's so interesting it's fascinating really wow Uh, yeah the whole you know the eating it just wasn't meant it wasn't 
part of it. It was, I accept all of you. I want all of you. I mm-hmm. love all of you. All of you is beautiful and delicious to me. And I accept all of you. And there is nothing, no part of you that I find, you know, here they are just dominating, controlling. He chokes her and this, that, and the other thing. But this is his message to her is right. that I, I want every bit of you, every drop of you is precious to me. Right, right. And nothing about you repulses me. And it's, it's like yeah, uncondi- unconditional acceptance. Exactly. There's no part of you that is dirty or unhealthy right. or unsanit. You know, I want all of you. And that was the message of the scene. That was the intent of the exchange. Sometimes the, my characters hadn't planned that. I don't, I'm not a, I don't plan things out. So the characters tend to, they'll be like, like, we're going to go there. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're going there. And right. um, yeah. Sometimes it just out of pulling things out of my imagination, they just, but yeah, that was his message. That was the whole, which is actually um, quite a beautiful message. I mean, he's completely celebrating her as a whole. Yeah. And that was part of the character's evolution. So, and I think readers picked up on that, but then later they get mad about the choking because it doesn't, he didn't have a formal, you know, consent and there were no safe words. Um, (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's start over. Fantasy. Right. Fantasy. <laughs> See, and this is where we are applying rules to things that shouldn't have those rules. It's not yeah. real life. It's not real life. It's it's exactly. fiction. Yeah, it's we're not nonfiction. Exploring things here. We're playing with things here. And I'm glad that you're picking up on the other themes, but let's apply those are just themes. Let's apply the whole, you know, brush to the whole work and the whole yeah. I would like those kind of critics to go and talk about mass murder books and people who yeah. are maniacs and people who are killers go apply that to because there's no restrictions on that shit oh i know murder and the the, serial killers i was reading aloud for i was doing some elder care and i was reading some of these norwegian dutch swedish you know like the girl with the dragon tattoo and Mm. the snowman and so these are serial killer books right right the the violence my books have violence too but there, but it's all inspired by this stuff. I got to tell you, this, the depths of violence and pain and a- agony those serial yeah. killers could, and the creativity in it. Right. You know, no, the like, you remember that series Hannibal? Oh, yeah. And some of the murder, and they could put that on, yeah, it was on later at night or whatever, but that was still on mainstream TV. Right. Exactly. See, this is where it does not make sense what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That can be on mainstream TV, accessible to people, and we can't talk about the natural act of sex. Yeah. And some of those, you can't tell me that the imagery that they created would not have been disturbing to kids. Well, exactly. But yet somehow they probably could get access to that, but yet it's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nobody's pulling their credit cards. Nobody's nope. doing their, you know, nobody's banned. In fact, it was critically acclaimed. Right. <laughs> like what? What kind of fucked up world are we living in where this is what's happening? 
And how I many just, movies do you see at Cannes now that are these violent, you know, yeah. getting in the killer head? And what was it? The Joker movie, yeah. um, which I never actually, I would like to see it someday. But right. the, you know, his his exploration into becoming that character and all of that. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, the discussions were never kids shouldn't see this or somebody shouldn't see this or this, that, and the other thing, or it's too right. much. It, right. The discussions were completely, you know, the, they were never in that area. Nobody ever said, well, maybe you went a little too far. You right. Know? right. They celebrate that every time mm-hmm. they get more violent or more, you know, realistic or more exploratory into the killer psychosis or whatever. They're like, wow. I know. It's but sex is, you know, sorry. Yes. It's just that, crazy. That's to unnatural. Me. Nobody does that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, and anybody, you know, the murder one books anyways. It's like, do you do you have to commit a murder to write the book? No, you don't. Right. You exactly. Don't. So and that's so and we know that a murder mystery book is fantasy it's inherently uh-huh. fantasy. we know that it's fan- nobody's saying well you shouldn't have killed him because you know right because that's oh, not wait. right <laughs> he didn't have consent no i know exactly <laughs> i had that same thought earlier went through my head i'm like they don't have consent to murder that person <laughs> <laughs> and how ludicrous is it even like say that i mean just oh, it's so yeah. incongruent yeah. It's, it's ridiculous or or you know he's just you know too but he's a narcissistic male. That's wrong. Right. We don't want to read about. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and and yeah, the fantasy. The, when it comes to writing, they talk about women have it's it's well known and well established. And they've done studies that rape fantasies, fantasies for women are a that they're common that. Right that a lot of women have them and mm-hmm. that there are reasons that a part of it is because you're giving up, you're not having to make any choices. Right. And, and sometimes that can be very, very freeing and right. to be taken over and being, have pleasure forced on you and not having to make any moral choices right. can be very, you know, it could be very liberating in a lot of ways, but yes. yet you have the other side of societies that's like, but that teaches rape culture and this, that, and the other thing. And so you lose the, the whole point of the what a fantasy right. is. It's just the adult version of, of childhood wonder and learning. And it's just the adult side of the coin, really. Right. Childhood creativity and what, you know, learning and be learning who you are as a person and what you like and what you don't like, you know. Yes. Absolutely. It's just the adult side of the coin, but people want to, you know, because they don't stop and have the conversation and they're afraid of it. They judge it. Well, exactly. And, and I've heard some, for some people, the drive for that is to be, to be that desired that someone would do anything. Oh yeah. Like, like you are that amazing, you know, like you can think of it that way as well. And that's not offensive. No, and that's all dark romance right there. That's oh, yeah. the whole yes. thing that the hero would kidnap her right. so that he could have her because he wanted her so much. Yes. And women, there's some parts of society, well, you should be offended by that. Are you kidding? 
I mean, (laughs) to be that revered is, yeah. Yeah. To be wanted that much that you would risk all of this and, and to be that, that, you know, there's so many lonely people in the world. So of course the internet has not necessarily as great as social media is. It hasn't made that any better. So stands to reason that there are more women with more fantasies like that, that, you know, that are feeling unwanted, that are feeling, you know, not fitting in with everybody else, their body issues, whatever, this, that, and the other thing, and not getting what they, and so it's meeting that need, but good right. Lord, we can't have that because it right. contributes to whatever. I don't, it's not paying the, whoever is in charge, the porn money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Godzilla could steal a woman and, and carry her through the city. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he covets her and he wants her. <laughs> he wants her so much. Somehow that's sexy. And people are like, oh, that shouldn't be. I'm sorry. It is. I right. know it's a giant lizard, but, you know, that's the whole thing. And it tapped into that. And if you're ignoring that it tapped into that, you know, then you're missing the point. You're right. missing, you know. The role play also. It's not actual. It is. It is it actual is very rape. Much. It I is. mean, it's consent. It's it's a totally different scenario. You there, the way you tackle in writing, you know, the difference between a rape scene and mm-hmm. a, a violation and a forced consent scene for when you're writing it is completely different. Yes, you know, and I am. I imagine the real life. I've not ever been in that kind of situation, but I imagine the real life feeling Mm -hmm. the violation being the key. There is, it is completely different. There's just no, there's, and I guess because it seems the the line seems kind of arbitrary where it might be from one. I don't know. I maybe because it's hard to define for some people. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That, so therefore it must all be bad. I don't, I'm right. Sure. Well, it's, it's also the fine line with BDSM, you know, it's, it's, there's abuse, but then there's consent. There's, yeah, exactly. there's it's making a body feel certain things that makes a person be yeah. turned on or aroused versus someone mm-hmm. who is not giving someone else a say and is abusing them. And that's, which, which leads to all these other kind of, you know, that's a whole different can of worms. You go on Twitter yeah. and you got the, the fake dom and the real dom. Oh yeah, educator mm-hmm. and the fake educator and the, right <laughs> and, the, and which is so funny because I will taking you back to TikTok. I will search a hashtag on TikTok like kink talk because yep. there are some really interesting kink educators and people who are older oh, yeah. who've been in who have a lot of interesting content and yes. that I want to see. And I search that, and what comes up? Eighteen-year-olds, seventeen-year-olds. 15, right. you know, all the young, I'm like, no, right. so this is your algorithm. Yeah, so I right. know that, out, you know, this is, I'm searching this hashtag and everything that's coming up is 13 year olds and 15 year olds and mm. young kids yep. and who are playing at this and still learning to define themselves and, and relationship. So, so you shut down the good stuff and leave this crap, this, these right. kids who are just playing it. And I don't want to take away their voice. 
it's such a fine, you know, romance books, erotic romance. I discovered them when I was really young. Right. So my mother had one, my grandmother had some. And so, and I was reading them in junior high. Well, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been da, 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 da. Well, you have your shouldn't have been and your reality. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I am not the only 13 year old who was no. reading the dirty grand- mom's dirty books, you know. No, heck no. Her. <laughs> Somebody finding the magazines, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and I have to, as, as, as an, being a writer of those books, I have to assume that there are underage girls and, you know, finding my books. And that would right. be hypocritical of me to say, you shouldn't, you know, whatever. Right. That's where I found. Yes. I it's a hard thing for me. It's like, well, yeah, I want to, but no, I'm sorry. That's what I found. That's how I found it. That's what, it, and I would never, you know, every woman I've ever talked to becomes a love affair. It Take that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was going back to the TikTok. Yeah, the hashtag. So this happens. There are kids who are exploring all the BDSM and the kinky stuff and this, that, and the other thing. But TikTok takes down great, you know, ones, the educators or the ones who are catering just for adults. If it's kids, it's okay. But if it's adults, Uh, it's adults, it's not. It it just makes no sense at all. It's not logical at all. It's not. And they're... You wonder, is it because of the algorithm? What is it that is, right. they're using the same hashtag. So, yes. you know, it was something and they're okay, but these other people are not, who are doing right. less. They're doing book covers. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're doing things that are just maybe, yeah, any kind of hint of sex, you know, like. Yeah. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just, it makes zero sense. And it is so frustrating and puzzling and I just don't get it and I wish it would change (laughs) I do yeah exactly and we need to make our own yes we do but then they fade it I don't know you know you have your you can't seem to find the uh the happy balance because between all the different platforms is that can't adults have their place? <laughs> no, exactly. Why do we have to make adult spaces kid-friendly? Like, that's yeah. the question. Why? And why do we have to make adult spaces kid-friendly when the kids get to have the sex too and nobody yeah. says anything? <laughs> exactly. I mean, why can't we have, why can't we have spaces that adults can enjoy what they we, want to enjoy yeah, without exactly. it being condemned? Yeah, because we know that 16-year-olds and the 17-year-olds are having sex. Nice. And we know that they're, they're video, they're talking about sex. But, this is not anything uh, new in the history of time. Yeah, exactly. So, but adults can't do the same. They can't right. talk about sex and do the, <laughs> because it's adults and a kid might see it. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just asinine, isn't it? It's yeah, asinine. I, I want to protect my little babies. But then when you protect them and, and you did so you protect them so you don't talk about it. And yes. we pretend like they're never having it. Is that right. what that is? Just ignore so never- sex. <laughs> so what have we not talked about that you want to touch on? I don't know. I think we've, have we, have we talked about everything? We've talked know. about a lot. We really have. <laughs> I mean, well, we haven't, I feel like we haven't talked much about your books. Do you want to like... Talk no, about those much? We talked about, we talked about the archive books, which I am, I'm working on the third in the series. And then my other series, I'll have 
I have a, I just got a book back from the editor. I was Mm. trying to write it. I was trying to write a novella. I was trying so hard, (laughs) really trying hard, but it's gonna, I think it's not, it's just going to be a short novel now. I think um, I was trying (laughs) to keep it under 30,000 and just whip that out and just get it done. And yeah, I think it's going to be closer to 50 and um, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I wrote, I had another, a couple, a couple characters that I wrote as a kind of a writing exercise talking about dark heroes. My first attempt was kind of fluffy and he gave in and he got soft and wishy with her. And so then I wrote again and made him darker Mm. and people like those characters. I don't write a lot of contemporary, but that was actually contemporary. And I had it on, I started writing on Wattpad. And so that story was called Sophie and Micah. And there were two of them, Sophie and Micah Vanilla Mm. and Sophie and Micah Dark Chocolate. The dark chocolate was the, you know, trying to get that really dark, hard, demanding, you know, I want you and you really don't have any choice in the matter kind of guy. Right. Yep. Yep. So I captured that and I finally got it that way. And I thought, I thought recently, a month ago, I'm going to turn that story around, set it in a different world, make it a post-apocalyptic, set it in this giant world that's actually from another story, and Mm. it will become a post-apocalyptic cross-genre fantasy. And Mm. I'm going to make the hero a werewolf and um, (laughs) a shifter, a werewolf shifter. And then, then, ta-da, he has a, he suddenly has a fun junk in his pants. And, (laughs) but not only that, one thing, you know, I can never, I always got to do something. The contemporary, even when I wrote it contemporary, he had fun stuff in his pants because he had a Prince Albert. So um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I couldn't just do, no, I'm not, I'm sorry. I I can get normal and, Uh you know, (laughs) normal is, and regular is available. If I'm going to write it, I'm going to write But anyway, I I thought. I thought Sophie and Micah's story would take a month and didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically now I have three books that are almost finished. Nice. No, I have two books that are almost finished and two books that need to go back to the drawing board and need to have a little bit more done to them. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so if readers are like, when's the next? This is, I'm, I'm trying I'm, it's right. it's my income. It's my job. It's what I want to do. I know that to do that, I need to produce works. But it's you darn readers just are not happy with a simple little. <laughs> <laughs> right. And sometimes the characters, because I way I write, they need a little. I have to do the characters development. I can't skip ahead or, or come to a sure, you know. And that's what actually happened. It's it's an alpha book from, I think. Part of your alpha series? Yes. And I'm trying to think of what we named the story and I, I'm losing it. It's not what the original name I had it, but it she's, it's one of the characters from the alpha series. She's the sister. Fee is the sister of the main heroine of the second book. Okay. And in, in Fee's, her development as the older sister, her goal was to 
She wanted to be a society queen so that she could mm. have power over the other women within her society and find her. That was her identity, how she was establishing herself. And that was how she was going to be happy and find fulfillment is by being, you know, being the social, the social icon and right. being, you know, beautiful and, and all the best things. And, and in doing that, she's kind of followed in her mother's footstep, who was kind of the same way. She mm. married and she didn't really marry for love. She married for power. She married for, you know, to for identity. She married for wealth. She married for, she, and she was very careful because she didn't want to be wrapped up in her emotions and mm, um, yes. the and indignity of, of passion. And ah, so, her, got it. so feet's kind of the same way, but in, in that she has, it has, she's paid a price and she is found herself to be infertile, which mm. is society, this dystopian society, that's part of her worth is being, whether she has children or not, isn't a thing, but um, right. being young and she's entering like an early menopause kind of thing. And it's, mm. it's, it's, it's destroyed her identity, which kind of happens to women. We don't right. think about how much our identity is and who we are is tied to our reproductive systems and or or our breast size. And, right. and I'm not, I don't think that men, put, I think we do that to ourselves. I don't think that that is a necessarily That's true. male construct that men no. are like, you know, that do that. Women compete for breast size, just the way men compete for dick size. <laughs> right. right. But in truth, men like every size breast. I mean, that, yeah, that there's like I mean, we were talking about earlier, there's no bad yeah, titties, right? Yeah, exactly. Most men do. And and if they love you, they're not going to care. It's just like women, you know, yes. if you love, you don't care anyways. You stop, right. you're, you're not, that's yours. So therefore I love it. Right. But, right. Um, so it's personal. Women, yeah, exactly. So women do that to themselves and mm. Fee has done that to herself. Yeah. And so part of this, that's her character arc. And that's why I couldn't get it all in 30,000 words because it's a right. pretty big, you know, she's dealing with all these little issues and I couldn't just take her. And she's also, because she's this all about society and what other people think of her and being mm -hmm. powerful that way. She's not, she's not really a wonderful person. Right. She has to, right. She's and living readers, her life according to certain rules. Exactly. And readers ask for this story. You read your fault. You know, so I'm, I'm <laughs> so you have I to wait to make her a little bit likable and then to find <laughs> her mate. And she has to go through this arc. And I was hurrying and I'm going to have to add another chapter. Right. Somebody was <laughs> laughing at me. She's like, oh, more work. I'm like, you know, it's really I, the story people. How long should the story be? How long should chapters be? They're as long as it takes. Yes. Whatever fits. I know whatever seems to work is what I end up doing. Unless it, it gets too it, long, it, then I need to chop it up. Then I'm like, okay, this is really yeah, long. You know? Yes. You'd write, how long should a chapter be? As long as it needs to be That's for right. the story. <laughs> as long as, you know, till it's finished and you come to its natural end. For me, it's very intuitive and I can't, you know, I can't tell you how long it needs to. It's yeah. Right. And Steve's story had to be as long as it needed to be. She could not go from being from this massive impact on who she thought she was, who she wanted to be, who she, and then she'd learned she's going to, you know, she's infertile, so she's not going to have children. And well, wait a minute, I was going to shove my kids off to the nanny, basically. 
Right. But now maybe I want it. Now I'm never going to get that chance to smell baby smell. And right. so she's got some evolution to go through and still a romance novel. It's supposed to be, but yes. I couldn't, I couldn't shorten the character's growth. No, you I know, don't think I, you should. I think you yeah. should make it full and, and real and true to yeah. that character. And so, so the book's taking longer than it was supposed to be. A, oh, I'm going to do a little holiday novella. <laughs> you'll get to see some of the no i i'm not, not that happening. writer i tried i'm not that writer I, 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 it's, I it's fluid you, <laughs> exactly. it's like you can't tell a river it can't go over the edges yeah yeah i have i have oh just see i have written some straight erotica it was parody and there mm. was no character development and it was really it's funny it's on my website i should oh Oh, maybe I should give you that to read. It's called <laughs> you can give me whatever you want. Oh, it's called The Pickle. Okay. I you would read that so beautifully. <laughs> um, the character, um, it's it's actually a BDSM relationship. Okay. It's sure. um, the, the dom in the relationship has left a special treat for his submissive in the refrigerator. Uh-huh. And she goes to find it. And... I'll let you read it and you'll probably, hopefully you'll laugh. It, oh, yeah. It, warning, it's meant as a parody. So okay. there are yep. a lot of really ridiculous euphemisms. Oh, okay. A lot of, that was part of the point is getting to use some of the fun euphemisms that people use for sect organs. Oh, so, perfect. Um, so, oh, I think. Oh, I can't wait to hear you read that. I was going <laughs> to do something very promotional or whatever, but it's such yeah. a fun piece. Oh, it um, sounds very intriguing. It was meant to be hilarious and sure. between somewhere between hilarious and groany. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds great. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, you're going to have to read the pickle. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so, th- and that was a short story, which I managed to keep under 10,000 words, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is hard to grate small, isn't it? I know. I, I, I don't, I know, I know people who are really good at writing small who have mm-hmm. trouble writing big. Right. What's really I taught do. me to write small is Twitter because you have to fit like a yes. little, you know, it really has actually improved my writing. It's, it's also like writing poetry. You have to yes. use as few words as possible, but that makes it very powerful as well. Yes. And that's true. That's, that's, that's really true. But then I like to, I just have, I like to, I am the kid. You give me 365 crayons in the crayon box. I want to use them all. They all have to be tested. They should all be in the painting. They should all be in the picture that I create. I want to use all the colors and I'm the same with words. I'm really terrible with when readers would be much happier with less, I think. Ah. But I, I love language. It goes back to that sensuality thing that, that mm. the sensuality of language is oh, uh, yeah. a fun thing to explore. And, and you know, words like what? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why we all like to read, um, right? Yeah, I mm. think so. I think... Digital has done some things to kind of dumb that down. We're missing out on some of the amazing, you know, uh, wonder of communication and yeah. um, and language. And 
I talk about, that's one of the themes on the podcast that we all tell stories. We all are stories. We all have yes. stories yes. and every story has value. And I may, may not, <laughs> your story may not be as valuable to me as my story, but I'm telling you, your story can change my mind Yes, and, and often does. And, and I like the sexy ones because they're fun. They're funny. They make me uncomfortable. They challenge me, <laughs> but they also connect us. We're all sexual. Somehow you came into this world. So yes. we're all sexual beings, whether we do it or not. <laughs> exactly. On some level, we all are. And whether you're ignoring it in yourself or you're celebrating yeah. it, it is there. Yeah, it is there and it connects us all. And the pleasure and the exploration and whatever your your thing is it connects us all and it's really hard not to uh, to I just love talking about it and there's so many people who get really uncomfortable or don't or women you know yeah exactly you know I mean you know from your own podcast you'd love to have a a wide wonderful audience but you get a lot of men because you explore you know these different things yes absolutely um, and that's men are great. I mean, they have as much buying power as women, but uh, there's a lot there for women too. That yes. um, because we're we're afraid or or you know not sure or don't want to be labeled as one thing or another or right. or that was something Twitter gave to me that these women who could were writing words or they were sharing pictures of themselves. Right. Um, there's a certain bravery and freedom in that. Yes. Um, you know, that, that should be protected and lauded and um, acknowledged. That, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that there was this one girl, she was, oh, she was sharing a picture. She was encouraged by her dominant to share a picture, a nude picture, and she had body issues. And you knew she had, you know, she was pretty open about those. And for her to share her regular woman's body, you know, Mm -hmm. not porn star body, it was a hard thing for her. But I made sure to stop. I don't always, you know, but I stopped and complimented, you know, because it was beautiful. It was amazing to me that she would do that, that she would put herself out there you know, her face chopped off or whatever. And the support that she got that day and the love that she got that day. Yes, it can become everything has its downside, blah, 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 blah. blah. But in that, that was a really healing moment for her. And a a community of strangers was able to give that to her. That's just really quite beautiful. And, And I love the whole movement of sexy is not a size. Yeah, yeah. Sexy exactly. is how you feel and how someone makes you feel. It's not what you look like or comparing yourself to someone else. If it yeah. makes her feel sexy, it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And it should it, not be shamed that she would like express herself sexually and share. Yeah, exactly. And you have people who will be like, well, you shouldn't. Da, 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 da. And you're just a jerk in general. Yes. A, I don't even need to label you because if you're if you're pointing out somebody, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're pointing out somebody's not good enough, then yes. you have your own issues. Exactly. You're just a jerk in general. You need yep. to deal with your issues. Go be quiet somewhere else. Exactly. You know? <laughs> just go away. Just go away and go think about just, yourself in the yeah, corner. Go, yeah. Go deal with yourself. <laughs> go figure out why this is a problem for you. And right. um, what are your insecurities that are making their 
saying, why is that a problem for you? Because it, yeah. it's your clothespin, I'm telling you. Yes, <laughs> that's their clothespin. That should be a phrase. That's their clothespin. Nobody's going right? to know what that is. I know, I know. But they should. <laughs> <laughs> it's your clothespin. Go own it. That's you your clothespin. Go away. Maybe we should just confuse the trolls that come and say that. But that's your clothespin. Go think about it. <laughs> Go, what? <laughs> what? Here, listen to this podcast. It's only four hours long. It's exactly. In there, Just sit down and listen and be quiet and think about your clothespin. <laughs> oh, damn, that's funny. <laughs> Next guest, that's your clothespin. Oh, that's special. What? I know it needs to become a saying. Oh, that's your clothespin, huh? Okay. <laughs> oh man if you want to talk about we can dialogue about your clothespin but i need you to know that <laughs> i can oh, help man. you through that we could get to the other side and see why that that's your clothespin. but yeah exactly. <laughs> because it's not theirs they're out there putting themselves out there trying to get rid of all their clothespins exactly know, to find out you know they're exactly the... she should be applauded she should exactly. be celebrated she look at how free she is and you're stuck on your clothespin. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, well, we should probably end there because I we probably should. I know, look at the time. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I would love to have you on the podcast again in the future. This was a blast. Oh, yeah, it really was. We'll probably end up complaining about Amazon again. <laughs> Man, that, that long interview. <laughs> It's all priceless and it's going up. It's going to get up on the podcast and it's going to be out there in the world. Hell yes. I'm going to make a graphic. Own your clothespin. I know exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so funny though. I mean, that's like a good key phrase. That means so much if people know what it really means. Oh, it's a new thing. Well, thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. It was really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. You have an amazing day. You too. Okay. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can connect with me on social media, on my website, ruinwillowauthor.com. And I just want to thank you for listening. You can find my books and audiobooks on Amazon as well. Okay. Thanks for listening. And I hope you have a sexy fucking day. <laughs> Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try 
going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.